got some curvy carrots in my garden. Tell me, are you listening to? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Career Carrots, your favorite podcast about careers. I'm Rob Kim, bringing the career professional perspective. I'm currently a career strategist in the Faculty of Land and Food Systems, LFS, at the University of British Columbia. Hello, everyone. My name is Elena, and I'm here to bring the student perspective to this podcast as usual. And I'm also currently a third-year dietetic student working as a work-learn student as the uh, LFS Mentorship Program Assistant. You can do it. Okay, so I would also like to take a moment to acknowledge that we are on the traditional ancestral and unceded territory of the Musqueam people. I'm looking out my window at UBC right now. It's a beautiful day and uh, very grateful that we are uh, have this opportunity to be on this land and to learn. Um, Elena, I have a question for you. What's something that you've done a deep dive or maybe that you're really interested in on social media? Mm, yeah, it's going to expose me a little bit. Um, well, if I took a look at my Instagram explore page right now, it's basically the same thing. I have a lot of like K-pop and K-drama content right now. There's also a lot of random food videos and like drink reels. Whoa, whoa. So I feel drink like, reels? What do you mean drink like, reels? Um, like, ha- I don't know if you've seen like those reels of people making drinks, like cafe drinks like coffee or like pretty pretty aesthetic drinks so you're just saying like you like watching not drink reels you like watching coffee reels people making the drinks so like when you go on these runs like how long do you like how many coffee videos you watch in a row i try not to watch too many because then it messes up the whole algorithm of my Explorer page, and I don't want just drinks on my page. I mean, I do appreciate when they make that nice little, you know, whatever the designs on the cappuccinos. But oh yeah, the latte art. I, I I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but I didn't even think of that you could just watch, mo- like so. I really do need to know, like, do you watch multiple like videos in a row of like someone like? quick cuts of them making these drinks honestly i'll watch like two or three sorry i have lots of questions here like why coffee like what what about that that you like watching i really like coffee but it's just like aesthetically very pleasing and then it gives me like ideas for my own drinks so i think that's where the inspiration comes from i get that i yeah that makes sense to me (laughs) Um, what about you, Rob? What is your deep dive on social media like? It's interesting. I <clears throat> I don't actually use the Instagram Explore a lot. Um, mm. uh, I, I think it's a lot of times I, I'm maybe not trying to watch videos. I What I do now, I do these weird things of I like to curate my actual Instagram feed. So I'll go through like just different interests each month or so. And, and then I'll just like unfollow them. So, oh. yeah, I, ju- I, I just, I don't know, there's like a topic or a certain thing that I get interested in. So last year, probably like deep, like pop culture, lots of like movie stars, movies, etc. Mm-hmm. And then I just like unfollowed all of them, I think at the beginning of this year. So uh, my big one <laughs> right now is there's just like two people I follow about hockey, like they do hockey videos of oh. like stick handling, or they do 
I really like breakdowns of like, hey, this is how this like slow motion <laughs> breakdowns of how like Elias Pettersson scored this goal. And so <laughs> I, I, I like watching those, I, I realize. Yeah. Recently. Very interesting. Yeah. Huh. I, I know it's very strange, but they, I mean, watching people stick handle, like that's, that's the other one, like, like learning how to shoot better and all these sort of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel what? like your explore page must change a lot then. If you were to use it, it would be like consistently changing. Yeah. I don't know who you follow, obviously impacts explore. So yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll go into other weird ones of like a lot of creators. Like I like following lots of creators and, mm-hmm. and influencers. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, this, and so that, that's what happens a lot on my feed. I find that like, yeah, I, but I try, yeah, I don't go to the explore a lot. I, I know why, because I will just go down a rabbit hole. Oh yeah. You can yeah. waste so much time on your explore page. All right. Um, <laughs> we, we have another addition to our community garden, so let's maybe transition and get to that now. So today we'll be adding even more vegetables to this community garden. And we have a guest speaker with us today, Maddie from the nutritional sciences major. So just a little bit of context um, for everyone listening. If you didn't know, Maddie, she's a little bit of a YouTuber, influencer kind of person, and she's made quite a bit of content on what it's like to be a UBC student. So Maddie, would you mind sharing what type of content you like to have on your channel and what the goal of this channel is? For sure. Thank you so much, Elena. I am so excited to be here today on Career Carrots. Um, When I was looking to apply to UBC, I had a lot of questions related to the application process and what my first year would look like as a student. I didn't have many questions at that time related to course planning and planning my degree, but it was really focused on how to get to UBC and what that student experience would be like. And I couldn't find many of the answers I was looking for online. So I decided to start my own YouTube channel and answer those questions as I trekked through my own university experience. So all of my videos have been designed to answer some sort of question that students have had, whether it be about the application process, writing your personal profile, what Jumpstart is like, how to get involved on campus, or even what living in residence is like. It's been a really powerful way to connect with a lot of students and to help prospective students navigate their experience here at UBC. That's amazing, Maddie. I wish I wish I had someone who had been uploading videos when I was in first year. That would have been really helpful. Um, but anyways, I was wondering, do you have any new content that you're planning to release soon or has school been <laughs> a lot? <laughs> the school has definitely, <laughs> school's always a lot, especially in third year. It really just starts to ramp up. But yes, I do have a few ideas for things that I want to release soon. And I won't give too, too much away, but YouTube has been a very reflective experience for me. And it's something that I really enjoy doing for that exact reason. All of my videos are products of my own experience and they reflect what I have learned over the past three years as a student here at UBC. In my first year, it was all about how I got to UBC and what that process was like. And then, of course, connecting with students here on campus and across the world was another part of that. And then, of course, second year comes around and we're all quite familiar with COVID at this point. So a lot of my channel was centered around wellness, um, being mindful of ways that we can take care of ourselves during an online world, navigating those online classes and ways to kind of stay organized within it. 
but coming up now that I've kind of transitioned back into this in-person world, I've got a lot of videos that I'm hoping to film that are related to more of those in-person experiences, um, kind of building my network in my faculty, working as a student, um, what it's like living off of campus as well. So I'm really kind of taking the time to think about how I have grown and the things that I've started to explore now that we are back in this in-person world and reconnecting with individuals. Amazing. I can't wait to see some of that content. Um, and so I also know that you're one of the Alpha student ambassadors here at UBC. Would you mind telling us a couple of things that you do in this role? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this has been probably one of the most exciting jobs that I have had in my life. <laughs> it's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And as a student ambassador for land and food systems, I've had the chance to work really close with a lot of prospective students, which closely connects with a lot of the work that I had been doing on YouTube as well. Um, so I work in a small team of three and our goal is to share what our faculty has to offer our different programs and what that student experience is like through a series of workshops, one-to-one -one advising sessions, as well as events throughout the fall and spring. My portfolio specifically covers social media and uh, content creation, which I think is quite fitting, giving mm -hmm. my passions outside of work. Um, but two of my favorite projects actually in this role have been working on two different videos, one that's already released called Rediscover Your Bachelors of Science in LFS. And really one good. that is- you look at it, yeah, <laughs> Awesome, sorry, keep going. Thanks so much, Rob. Um, but yes, definitely check it out. It's a wonderful insight into the world of LFS and the community we have here. But both of these videos that I am working on showcase who we are, what we do, and why our faculty, our students, and our alumni are just so incredible. Maddie, first of all, uh, I love that you just kind of casually mentioned like, oh, I'm just going to make a YouTube then to help, like, you know, not a lot of people would do that. It, it's like, if I was in your position, I'd just be like, there wasn't a lot of information. Oh, well, and and then move on. And you're like, oh, I'm going to make a YouTube, like, as if it was like, you just kind of casually toss that in there. And I just think from a career perspective, it's kind of fascinating to think like, at that time, when you're doing that, you were doing it for an audience, but you couldn't have expected how it could have actually helped you land this work learn position, which sounds like, mm -hmm literally it was what you were doing on your own in many ways right exactly and i think that was just such an incredible part of my experience joining the lfs community because prior to this i didn't really feel like what i was doing was reaching an audience or served a greater purpose and i think that can be a really difficult thing when you're trying to navigate what your career is going to look like because it's sometimes hard to recognize where all of the elements of your life fit into creating a career for yourself. So it's very exciting to know that a lot of the experiences I have had are relevant in some way. Mm -hmm. So to see it reflected in my work as a student ambassador is really, really inspiring to me and empowering, honestly. Oh, I want to give a quick little thing for students out there to listening. Content creation is very difficult, especially when you're film yourself, recording yourself. And I just want to say from my perspective, again, it goes to like branding. Maddie, Maddie you wouldn't know this, but you know, I was first introduced you uh, introduced to you because of the work you did for Jumpstart a couple of summers ago, which led me uh, uh, to go to your YouTube channel, see those videos. And it's funny, like part of your branding, like when I saw that, I've never met you, but I just had this perception, like again, that branding 
can influence people where I'm like, oh, she's really good. She's like, uh, well-spoken, all these things. Like, I don't know if they're true. Um, but you know, like that's what you had with that channel. And then that led to you working a little bit with jumpstart. And then also later the next year with this summer. So for those of you out there, sometimes it's like those side projects, um, you know, content creation, it can create some visibility. It's just, you don't know how it's going to play out. Um, I, I know a little bit about your story. So I just want to um, ask you, like, you know, thinking about how we can encourage students to think about how they're exploring their own careers. And I know you actually, I know you actually changed from science to LFS. So um, can you tell us just a little bit about how you made that decision? Yeah, for sure. Um, so when I applied to UBC, I did apply to the Faculty of Science alongside the Masters of Management program run through Sauter. And my initial plan when I was back in high school was to go to UBC, get my Bachelor's of Science, and then pursue medicine. And I think for a few students entering sciences, that's a pretty a few, common path to follow. A, a, a few. Lot, it a might lot, be more yeah. than a few. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but throughout my first year in the Faculty of Science, I realized that I placed a lot more value in flexibility and interdisciplinarity than I had originally thought. And those were elements of my degree in science that I really felt like I was missing. And through some other experiences in my first year related to personal health and well-being and nutrition, I kind of realized that I wanted to be much more on the preventative side of things and I wanted to help other people take care of themselves and understand what that looks like for them and their lifestyle and because of that and the discomfort that I was feeling with my degree at the time I, I decided to start exploring what other options UBC had to offer and through the grapevine and you know in talking to some of my friends and some family I came to learn about LFS and when I started to look into the programs there it's just as if this light bulb went off and I was like, wow, like this is, this is what I've been looking for. This is that one piece that I had been missing. And I decided to take that leap of faith. And let me tell you, there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth. You know, there's always that hesitation, that fear of failure, if you will, the fear of wasting time. But at the end of the day, had I not started in sciences, I'm not sure if I would have actually ended up in LFS. Mm -hmm. So it's really just, it's all about that journey. You know, you have to give yourself the chance to explore. Um, and I think what really sealed the deal for me was knowing that even if it didn't work out, it would still just all be a part of my university experience. And that is not something you can forget and that is something that shapes who you are and it shapes your passions what your motives are and in turn I think where you end up with your career so I think there's a lot of value in knowing and believing that the decisions you make are the I don't want to say the right decisions per se um, something I've always told myself is like there's no wrong choice just another path explored and I think there's a lot of value in reminding yourself that you can take your degree anywhere you want. You can take your career anywhere you want. And it's just one of the many ways to explore what there is out there, right? You're not limited to what you believe is true or expected. Can I ask a follow-up question? Because <clears throat> first of all, like it's a very kind of courageous mindset. So like, I know even speaking for myself, like I can say that in theory, like what was something that you maybe, I don't know, was there something that you did specifically that helped you to enact that change, right? 
Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was talking to people. Mm. I, I put a lot of trust in the people I have in my life and they know me pretty well. And I know myself well enough to believe that the decisions I make are what's right for me at that time. Um, but I think talking to people was one of the biggest things for me, hearing what their thoughts were, hearing them reflect on how I had been feeling as an individual, um, the way that I had been talking about my experience so far. They, they pointed out on many different occasions that I didn't really seem like myself. And it was only when I started talking about all of these exciting things that I was looking forward to about being an LFS or studying nutrition that I really realized that that is where I was actually meant to be. So I think it was very much about hearing myself walk through this process and articulate what this journey might be like beyond sciences. And I think being able to discuss that with other people and exchange ideas and understand more about what I really wanted was probably the main thing when it came to making this decision. Yeah, I think thanks for sharing that, because, again, when I'm working with students and alumni around career, you know, we talk about explicit reflection, but that can also be done with others. But what's kind of lost there sometimes is like that trust that you have in the people around you to be able to share. Like, for me, I, I don't know what it was like, I wasn't able to do that a lot of the times, especially with like family and friends. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it's different for other people. But I think it's important for everyone to listen again is like, yeah, what are those ways that you're speaking or writing it out loud what you're thinking or feeling because you need like you need a different perspective sometimes right like what you're saying for those of you out there that's where you might think of like professional coaching which is again an active process uh and just even like a tool like i like to use that i learned very quickly is like the head heart and stomach one where you know you whatever decision you have you say like what's my head saying what's my heart saying and then what's my gut saying and that's a nice way to see like what happens if three out of three align two out of three align um just to help you make those decisions but i think it's just important for everyone listening to keep asking like yeah what are the different ways that i'm trying to make these larger decisions and and how do i do that so i appreciate you being able to share that Yeah, absolutely. And just to quickly kind of add on to that, talking about the head, heart, and the stomach, like that was a very big indicator for me. Like I could rationalize why I was in sciences and I could think through what the rest of my degree looked like. But when I actually considered how I felt about it, I didn't feel passionate. And when I thought about what that journey looked like, I felt anxious. So there were a lot of emotions that were associated with where I currently was that were not positive and through talking with people and taking the time to reflect just me myself and I (laughs) I came to realize that a lot of the emotions and ways I thought about being an LFS were significantly different and far more impactful I would say. Thanks for sharing Maddie I think self-reflection for myself as well it's one of those super important things whenever making a decision and also relying on the people in my life so it's nice to see that we have that in common um so I know well obviously you've been a student you've been a student really (laughs) good good observation good observation I know right um so yeah you've been a student and I know you've done a lot of side projects and work and school all at the same time and 
I was wondering if you had any tips for our listeners on how to manage lists and maybe to prevent burnout. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Definitely something I've been feeling a little bit lately. Um, but from my own experiences, one of the best ways to avoid burnout is to understand what your limits are. Not to say that you are limited, you're not capable of doing certain things, but we can only take on so much all at once. I like to joke around and say that we all have nine lives, not so much that we can, you know, you know, uh, cross to the other side and then come back nine <laughs> times, but more so from the perspective that we are pulled in so many different directions on any given day, whether it's, you know, engaging in social activities or physical activity or academics or work or family life, any of these things, we are just so quickly strung out. And I think sometimes it can be really hard to draw that line and say, hey, I need to take a break because there's always so much going on. And as students, whether you're working or, you know, you've got some little side hustles going on or some individual passion projects, you want to be able to exceed at all of those and do your absolute best. But when you feel that you need a break, you just need to take a break. If you feel overwhelmed, you need to prioritize what's most important for you at that time. So I think in terms of avoiding burnout, it's really just understanding how much you can take on in that moment. And sometimes people get caught up in the mentality that you can just take on more and more and more, but your body, your mind, all of that will let you know when you have taken on too much. So in terms of avoiding burnout, I would definitely say the best way is just to listen and to take that time to yourself and really reflect on how you are feeling in that moment with all of the things that are going on in your life. It's really good advice, Maddie. Thank you for sharing that. Maddie, I want to ask you a question going back to kind of like your work as a YouTuber. I don't know if you know, but uh, (laughs) I am a content creator for LinkedIn. Um, Oh, every Sunday. I know. (laughs) I like to, I like to joke with some friends, like just what the world needs is like a 45 year old content creator influencer. So anyway, um, you know, so yeah, I, I like writing a lot on LinkedIn. And um, I just would be interested to hear your perspective of like, you know, what's a tip you would have for those of us like kind of looking to create content? Is there anything that you can think of that might be helpful for us? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the biggest thing is to lead with passion when it comes to things like this. If you put pressure on yourself to go out there and create content on something that you are just not invested in, you're not interested in learning about or sharing with others, it's going to become very boring very quickly and it will start to feel like work. The reason that I loved YouTube so much was because I had complete control when it came to what I shared and the type of content that I was creating. And being able to have that flexibility and being so driven by what I was passionate about was what kept me going for and what has kept me going really for the past three years. It's not easy at times. So when you actually have something that you're excited to sit down and work on, it becomes a lot easier to actually dedicate time and energy to creating content for LinkedIn or for creating content for YouTube or if you have an Instagram page, anything like that. So biggest tip for sure be passionate and make sure you're dedicating time and energy to something you want to content that you want to share. I, I guess the one thing I want to ask is, you know, again, you see it's the hardest thing, right? Like there's like, it's always like five to 10% of the people using whatever social media are creator creating content. So I get the passion, 
But again, like what still compelled you to like film it or hit click, you know, that moment where you like click, you, you send it off. Mm -hmm. Like, where did you, how do you link that passion to then getting that courage and, and then to that action? Oh, that is a really good question. Thanks. I'll be, <laughs> yeah, you're full of them, Rob. <laughs> you know, I think it was a long time coming for me with YouTube specifically. I had wanted to do it for a really long time, but I hadn't quite found something that I actually wanted to share. So I think I kind of got to the point where I was ready to share that content before I even knew what it was. Um, I understand that that's not always the case for a lot of people, but I think a lot of it comes down to being surrounded by people who support you and believe in what you're doing, or maybe it has more to do with really just wanting to, or maybe it has more to do with creating a new experience for yourself or trying to challenge yourself to do something differently or try something new. I had major stage fright when I was younger. If you had asked me when I was like 10 years old, if I would have posted videos on the internet for anyone to see, I probably would have said no. But here we are several years later and that has changed a lot. So <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with personal growth and that drive to challenge yourself, to try new things and just see where it goes. And I, I had the chance to kind of dip my toes in the water a little bit in my first year as well, and a little bit throughout high school um, with different side projects and working with different clubs and groups. So it wasn't a completely new world to me. I had some experience with it, but it just got to a point where I was kind of ready to make it my own and see where it would take me. Yeah, thanks for that answer. I think it's really great for other people to hear is we only see your results. And we see like your video and like, oh, she, she, that video is great. She's so good. But I even just like, you know, when you said, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while and, and or, but you also means you've been watching YouTube videos and you've been interacting mm -hmm. and learning. And I think that's really important because when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, like that's the same for me. Like, I mean, when there used to be blogs, I would have a blog. I used to write email chains for this football fantasy league. I was commissioner of like all these little things that add up I, I just realized like yeah that's why I was just ready at that moment to create content but that mm -hmm. didn't happen overnight that was a long process yeah it definitely yeah. takes time <laughs> yeah okay great well Maddie thank you so much for uh being here and we appreciate you uh coming into uh, another edition of the community garden maybe you can tell us where what where to follow you on YouTube um maybe let's do a little quick shout out to that and tell us your channel Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, my channel is simply titled Maddie A, spelled M-A-D-D-Y, and then an A at the end. Um, and then I also have an Instagram page, but that is more reserved for talking with prospective students that are interested in learning more about UBC. So if you want to follow me there, you are also welcome to. My handle is It's Maddie A. That it's Maddie A? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Good, good branding, good branding, that. Maddie. I believe so. You can see I don't use Instagram that much. It's it's with um, apostrophe or no apostrophe? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking too. I know that. Sorry, Rob. Oh my goodness. Yeah, my Instagram is just it's Maddie A. No apostrophe. Well. Thanks for, again, being here. We give you A plus for showing up and appreciate it all. So, um, <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much, Rob. Thank you, Elena. Well, that was really nice to have Maddie in the community garden. 
Uh, Elena, just wondering, what was your takeaway from today? Yes, as expected of that question, I think Maddie gave a lot of insight um, from another student perspective as someone who um, has a lot of uh, experience with things like content creation. And I think one of the things that really stood out to me was how courageous Maddie was to make the leap of faith to switch from science into LFS. I know that there can be a lot of stigma regarding that, like um, giving up on something that you thought you wanted. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's super important to just experience certain things. And if you're not happy in one place, to not be afraid to leave it and try something new. And then I think the other thing that stood out to me was just being aware of knowing when to take a break or like when to stop and being aware of what your capacity is like at that time um, and just being able to prioritize what really means the most to you in this moment and what you can kind of let go of a little bit. So I think those are my takeaways. Yeah, those are really good. Uh, you know, you you spoke about, you know, courageous about making that leap. I, I also hear courage in putting yourself out there. So for people listening these days, I'm really thinking about all the time of the ways that we can influence people and build our own personal brand. And I know uh, when I talk about personal branding, people kind of like, uh, like, you know, but to me, personal branding is actually like, you know, that's taking care of your career, right. And, and um, influencing and advocating for yourself as well. And so someone like Maddie, who's created all this content and that stuff is out there, like that's part of her personal brand. And that takes a lot of courage to put, put yourself out there. And so I hope some of you listening um, can realize that there's so many different ways now to put yourself out there, but it it's, it's not easy. It takes courage. And I even think about this little podcast, right? Like, you, you know, we put out this thing out there and it's just like, I mean, you and me, we're just like, sometimes like, I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this. Like, is this mm -hmm. working? But I, I, I wouldn't even worry about that. It's more just like practicing putting yourself out there and mm -hmm. that can really build your personal brand. And um, Maddie's really doing that at, at, and she's doing it at this age. So I think about how many reps she's going to get. So when yeah, she's older, like I just, her voice is just going to be so much more, I mean, it already is good, but you know, like it, it's just going to be at a point where like the, the per personal brand is going to be morphing into something else. So it's, it's quite interesting. So, but that requires a lot of courage. And I, I know that when people, uh, even some people can't even post on Instagram themselves, right. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard. Oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. I like rarely post. I don't what, even, I like, don't even use my stories. So what, what is it about that? Like prevent I'm, I'm not saying you have to post either but it is mm -hmm. interesting like what it is about that you're like I don't want to post just like I want to be private or why or I, I've always I'm interested in your perspective yeah it's really weird because I think when I'm with my friends I'm a very open person and like anyone who knows me probably knows that I like tend to overshare yeah but then when it comes to like social media and just like the general people that know of me I think I always I'm scared that they're going to get like a perception of me based on mm -hmm. what I post on my story. Or I also have that uh, feeling of like, okay, who, who cares that you mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. went out to eat last night? Like literally no one cares, you know? So it's like, 
I don't know I just feel like certain things I don't feel the need to share or like put out there so I really like that you brought that up because I think it's also important for people listening like you you know to make sure you define what those boundaries are for you so like mm-hmm. here one second I said like yeah it's a really important personal brand but then on the flip side too it's like yeah, if you don't want to share, like you can't force it either, right? Like, and, mm-hmm. or, and um, I, I think that's that's great too. Uh, but it is weird. Like, I'm with you, yet I still post. Like sometimes I'll mm-hmm. put like, who cares about what I ate or who cares? I don't, I don't know. But then it's just this weird. Comp- something's wrong with me, probably. Something's wrong. With me. <laughs> um, uh, what I just want uh, to wrap up, maybe ask like, what kind of what have you been watching lately? We haven't talked about that in a while. Lately, I know Turning Red came out, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. But what about you, Rob? What have you watched lately? The kids and I, our family, we did watch Turning Red and Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Like for a Pixar movie, like not going to spoil too much, but (laughs) it's really cool that it's set in Toronto and just the light touches like when they flash the money, it's like a $5 blue bill, right? And so there's all those um, really cool touch. And then, you know, again, going to representation matters. It's just really neat to see, again, Mm -hmm. an Asian family and an an Asian story. um, For for me, it was kind of cool to watch that with with my children. I mean, the content, maybe it's also very fascinating. And so I'm not going to say too much. <laughs> yeah it was really but it was really well done and it's kind of also neat to think that leadership team uh from the director to the producer to um like the main kind of i think the art like the visual person like who's in charge it was all a female team and um that's really wow. cool that um that's done because that that's i think it was like the first pixar movie that was all female leadership team amazing um, there's a game I play, I mean, with my kids, we call it the Mount Rushmore game. So, you know, you have the four presidents. Don't ask me what presidents are on that. Mountain. <laughs> Probably not, I should know, but not. Um, but we, we play it where we say, what are your top four, blah, blah, blah. So we just talked about Pixar. So I, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, like, who are the top four, four? What are the top four Pixar films, your Mount Rushmore? What would they be? That's like a really loaded question. Well, that's what the game, that's why it's a game. It's, <laughs> that's why you have to make a decision. Honest, okay, well, okay, I haven't watched much recently. Like I haven't even watched Luca. That's okay. Um, I'm, I'm not asking but... you, I'm not asking you what have you watched or what have you watched. <laughs> that's not the game. I'm just saying okay. you're Mount Rushmore, Pixar. Well, okay. I will think back to like my childhood. I would say like Toy Story. Which one? Definitely up there. Um, number one. Okay. Because it just the OG. You no, know, I feel like movies just get worse the longer they they are. If I have to be honest, um, that would probably be my fourth. Um, and then my third, I really liked Up, and I think it's still one of my favorite movies. Um. It was like probably one of the first movies that I like cried in when I was younger. Oh, <laughs> I can't picture a little Elena crying. This very <laughs> cute. Yeah, and then the second one I think would be Monsters Inc. Uh, just because there's like a lot of sentimental value to that. Um, my mom used to like dress me up like Boo, and then I had like 
Sully toys and like oh, Sully you gotta slippers. Get us a picture of that. You have so, to get us a picture of that. <laughs> I know. I will see if I can dig one up. <laughs> um, and then my first is probably Coco. Um, I thought the soundtrack for Coco was like really amazing, and just like the whole movie was amazing. So, did you I think real... that's my top. Uh, those those are great choices. I have to Thank do a you. quick riff on the Coco. I think the song Remember Me and Coco is the most brilliant movie, like used in a movie song mm. ever. Because if you watch it and listen to it again, it's played the same, it's the same lyrics three times. Mm-hmm. But because of the character singing it, the words have different meaning and mm-hmm. explain the, it's brilliant, right? Like the first one's the yeah. cheesy one. Second one, he's leaving the family. And then the third one is like, please remember him to the ground. Like, unbelievable yeah so much weight to that like it's so brilliant it's so hard to do that anyway that's my cocoa rant <laughs> yeah um i think my my four would be i know you're not asking um uh my four <laughs> would be this is really hard to um i would have to go coco coco's on there mm-hmm. um at toy story 3 i i don't really tear up in movies but like the ending of that one like just gets me every time um i think inside out and it's i mean it's so brilliant um in terms of like talking about emotions and then i don't know the last one's hard like but maybe i'll go with ratatouille yeah i I really enjoy that one yeah but but like you know sorry sorry wally sorry up you know sorry finding nemo sorry all of Pixar um but yeah okay well it was a great uh chatting with you thank you everyone for listening and we will see you back here again for another episode of Career Carrots glad you got a little bit of nutrition today talk to you later bye Elena thank you bye Listen to